everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Third Shot. We've recently upped our podcast game and we've added video to our production. So this means you can now watch us on YouTube and uh, you can see Uncle Greg and Russ and all of our wonderful guests. So <laughs> YouTube, type in Third Shot Podcast and give us a view, give us a subscribe, do all those things. You're saying it like it's a good thing uh, that oh, they can see is. it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. now I actually have to shower before and you know do my hair and all that kind of stuff. But yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> honestly, honestly, sometimes we record like very soon after I get off the courts, mm -hmm. and I come off the courts and my hair is just all over the place, or I'm all sweaty and stuff like that, and I just have to allow a little bit of time. Now that we're doing video to, okay, clean up just a hair. <laughs> right, right. So I think it adds to the aesthetic though. You know, it's pickleball. You just came from the courts. It's okay. Really? That's I true. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Bridgie, you and I have had kind of an eventful day today. We have, yes. More so than any other Sundays. Normally I'm just like sleeping and chilling <laughs> and not doing much but this sunday we had a very um fun agenda item uncle do you want to share what we got to do well going back bridgie and i kind of started this podcast journey because of the fact that we were cast on a reality pickleball a pickleball reality television show and it was a pilot program and they filmed it i can't even remember what month they filmed it but it's been a while now and we kind of haven't heard anything about it. We didn't know whether the, any networks had picked it up or what was going on. We didn't even get it to see a copy of what they recorded and what they were filming for three days. Um, but today, they pulled all of us together on Zoom and they actually showed us a one-hour version of what they recorded on nice. it's called The Big Deal. Very cool. Yeah, I think it was October of last year. So it's almost been a full year since our recording of it that now we get to see what it was that they were doing and their magic that Russ kind of gets to do with producing. And it was really cool. And it was a lot of fun to see all of those people that we were um, being recorded with. And, you know, we've seen a couple of them as you've been out here playing pickleball with me, like at the courts and things like that. But uh, to kind of see our level as well of play. Wasn't yeah. that kind of fun to see? Because we it, we got a little bit in there. We saw some of our, our play time. <laughs> and by some, I mean like seconds. <laughs> so so I, had, I had a stopwatch going of how many times we were on screen. Oh, really? Dur during the one hour. Oh, no. How, how long? 0. 0.22? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's not much. That's it, not it, much it wasn't much but there was some action shots like as Virgie was saying and mm -hmm. more than anything we saw the final four teams they showed a lot of the final four teams doing the final matches and i was texting Bridgie. oh i shouldn't say this huh <laughs> but i was texting Bridgie while we were watching us and i was yeah. going Bridgie, we've improved a lot i think we would do well against these teams now oh right yes no yeah. offense to the four teams i think you guys mm -hmm. are all great mm -hmm. <laughs> i've and i's game since october and doing this show has upped i think i think we're 
you know, better players now for sure. I think so too. You know, when you were texting me that I was having similar thoughts, like, I wonder what the turnout would be if all of us got back together, back on the courts, not on a super windy day to kind of rematch one another and see where we would end up. Because, you know, I, I do think that we've improved quite a bit, but I also think the other teams too have improved as well. I'm sure because they're out there playing still. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It would be. And to be honest with you, watching this show was really, um, well, let me put it this way. I didn't know some of the backstories of the players until I watched mm-hmm. the show today. Like I just knew them through, you know, the three days that we spent together, but I never really heard why they be, why they got into pickleball or what pickleball means to them. And they did get featured for those stories on the, uh, the full show. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea that was that was the reason why and what it meant to them. And, you know, I don't want to mess up the show, but it was really cool learning what pickleball means to a lot of different people. So was, was this just like, I mean, was this the whole show? This is it. This was a pilot. This is the, the, the season combined into one. Like, I guess, do we know uh, what's going to be happening next with the show? We don't know for certain. Um, we did get a small update, though, at the end of the viewing party. And it was that they're still kind of looking for additional funding and shopping it around to different networks to see mm. if it gets picked up. So what they constructed from our recording uh, was a pilot episode to show and hopefully get picked up by a network. So if we do hear back, we will update everybody where they can watch our 0.02 seconds of play <laughs> that would be kind of cool or if we can like post a link to it if they make it public or whatever but right now it's still kind of under wraps right i think that would be like a youtube short or a, a tiktok it's just a youtube play. short of the shorts <laughs> YouTube very short <laughs> but it was fun it was fun kind of just remembering yeah in october and and it seems like it was a long time ago and it really hasn't been october to now is only how many months right but yeah our pickleball journey has really taken off since october and it made me kind of reflect on that it was really kind of neat it was a nice time watching the video and, and thinking about where what we've done with this podcast and our own games and everything that's gone along with, you know, meeting all the the pickleballers that we've met along the way, um, just in 10 months. It's, it's crazy. Right, yeah. It's less than 10 months. It's like eight or nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that is, uh, so, well, I guess, are we going to be able to see it? Like me, the general public, us, us, us non-stars, uh, <laughs> are, are we going to be able to see the pilot? Is it going to get like, make it to YouTube or something like that? Do you know that? They don't know yet. Um, And hopefully they do put it on YouTube or some other sort of streaming service so that we can share it out. But as of right now, it's not viewable to the public. Gotcha. I would guess stars are the only ones. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that. I mean, it's, it's so cool, though. And, and I do hope uh, I do hope that uh, I get to see at least the two seconds um, that you guys were on. That's cool. Well, I remember hearing, too, like all the stories back then when you guys were doing it about the right. people and you guys shared. I guess you had some photos or something that you shared with me a little bit or there was something that you shared. with me. I can't remember exactly what it was, but 
right. it'd be cool to see more and see the, see the actual video. That would be uh, that would be neat. It would be neat. And and one of the people that got featured, you know, her backstory was Darla. And Darla was one of our first guests that mm-hmm. we had on this show. She didn't talk about it on our show, but she talked about it, you know, on the the big deal, the reality show. And it's a big time story. So oh, really? Yes. So we gotta have Darla back on then, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Well, uh I, I, I've got a learning more question for you, but I, I mean, I almost feel like I should just ask you more about this because uh, I'm, I'm learning about this little, little thing. But um, what I was, what I was wondering is because I, you know, uh, like I, I'm trying to talk my wife into playing pickleball with me. Cause I figure like, okay, this would be fun. Like a little, little thing, you know, once the kids get back into school, like it's something we can go do. And most likely when the kids are in the school, like I'm figuring that there's going to be less people at the courts. Cause there's a lot of kids there, a lot of teens and whatnot playing pickleball here. So maybe that'll clear up the courts a bit and we can get out there and we can play. I'm trying to sell her on this, right? Like, hey, this is going to be fun. I'm wondering, though, do other sports, like if she's played other sports, does it translate well into uh, pickleball? So that is my learning more question um, about playing other sports and and what other sports uh, like Greg, you played baseball, Bridgie, I know you played soccer. Like what translates well into um, pickleball? Well, a lot of people come from tennis, Mm -hmm. which is a very seamless transition, I think. But I did not grow up playing tennis. As Russ mentioned, I was a soccer player and a softball player, um, but primarily soccer. And I think the agility aspect of it has helped, um, especially when trying to keep up with Uncle Greg playing singles. (laughs) I'm able to cover the court a little bit better, I think because of my soccer experience and before. So like that right. anticipation, you know, like mm-hmm. knowing that you have to prepare your body to for the next move or the next hit. Um, Cause like in soccer, you would have to try to read your opponents and figure out where they're going to go and adjust to that. So I think similarly with pickleball, it's obviously different, but you still have to have that anticipation of where's the ball going to go. If I hit it to the right, or if I hit it to the left, um, so being able to predict that, I think, has been helpful. I mean, I'm no professional, but it's helped <laughs> a little bit. I think any sort of um, athletic background kind of lends itself to being easier time learning pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so as well. And playing baseball, you know, when I, I was an infielder when I played baseball and you know, as an infielder, you're kind of trying to read the bat angle to see where the ball, you think the ball is going to go, which direction is going to go. So you can get a good jump on, uh, you know, the grounders or line drives and that type of thing. And I think that helps me when I'm at the kitchen playing doubles, you can kind of see their body positioning and you can kind of see their mm. paddle positioning and it helps me anticipate where they're going with the ball. I think that's been very helpful. And then also being a golfer, there's a certain body rotation that Mm -hmm. is very similar to pickleball where in golf, I was always taught that your follow through your belt buckle. If you had a belt on Mm -hmm. should be pointed towards your target, you know, at at the follow through. And it's very similar in pickleball when you're hitting a ground stroke, uh, your, your waist Mm -hmm. or your belly button or belt buckle should be pointed towards your, your target. So there's a, a rotational thing that um, comes natural to me in pickleball because of what I did in golf. 
Gotcha. So gotcha. does your wife play any sports growing up? Uh, well, there, there was a little tennis there. Uh, that oh, she good, she used good. to play with her uh, with her dad, and she you know like did track and stuff. So um, <laughs> she's she's gonna kill you. I, right? I did I drama. Know, I, I say, mean, come on, she's got the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is not gonna be good. Um, my my next question might be something about you know how how do I recover from being being beaten so bad? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what that is on the on the next uh, learning more question there. <laughs> That's or like funny. therapy to uh to uh, help your ego like getting crushed you know by your wife yeah exactly and, and it's the first time she's ever played exactly yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens no your your game's coming along you're gonna you're gonna do just fine we'll we'll see i don't know i don't know i'll, I'll report back uh <laughs> all right so always learning something more on that other podcast over here um uh, that heck that question might come up again i don't know I'm it might saying. come up. It might come yeah. up. Maybe that was a good question. It was. We we have a guest, uh, our our youngest guest ever. I'm not going to divulge age, but Kyle and his mother Jennifer um, are joining us, and he's going to share his journey as a young pickleball player. And um, I think he has played other sports, so we'll have to find out how. You know, his other sports are related to his pickleball career, his growth. So when we come back, we'll have Kyle and Jennifer Kelman. Thanks for coming back from break. You came back to Third Shot Podcast. Please check us out. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look for Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter at Third Shot Pod. Right now, we are so excited. Bridgie and I have been talking to this pair for a while now. We have an up-and-coming player. Kyle Kelman and his mother, Jennifer, are joining us today. Welcome, both of you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're excited to have you both on our show. And I think, well, actually, I know at this point, you are the youngest guest that we've had on our podcast so congratulations thank you thank you so you might hear that a lot that you're the youngest huh probably yeah. so <laughs> so tell us kyle when did you first start getting into pickleball and kind of what's your journey been like since then so well i have played tennis since i was 17 months old and one day my mom just decided to take me out to the pickleball court. We had no idea what it was or how to play. And we probably did not play well at all, but we had we a got, great- say, say it honestly, we got smoked in 22 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were these two really nice men who asked us to play a doubles game and we agreed and we lost 11-1 and- <laughs> It was still I, a well, great You got time. one. You got one. Right. You didn't get pickled. Wasn't a pickle. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept, we, my mom and I kept playing the next few months, not as much as we are now, but we enjoyed it and we kept going out and, and having fun. And I was still playing a lot of tennis and baseball. So I wasn't mainly focusing on pickleball. And then I started getting better and I started to take it more seriously and I'm here now. 
Yeah, you are. And how how many how long have you been taking it seriously now? Uh last two months maybe okay so you're kind of just getting into it you're taking it more seriously if you don't mind share with our audience how old are you i am 14. you're 14 and i'm guessing you're probably one of the younger players in the courts that you typically play at that's kind of taking it more seriously and and my question is is like we hear a lot of stories of you know older players and all the reasons why they're getting into the game but from a 14-year-old standpoint, why? what is it about pickleball that really interests you that's got you hooked? I just really love the pace of the game. I love how you're able to speed the ball up and slow it down when you want. And I really love the community that's behind pickleball. Everyone is really nice and supportive. And I always just have a great time whenever I play. And that keeps me coming back out and I should also I should also say that even though that day that we got smoked in 22 seconds was last August (laughs) and even though he'll be a little more humble about that he's just now taking it more seriously he's currently playing at probably about a four five five oh level already Um, and he is one of the youngest um, if not the youngest at the several places that he plays at and it's at the point now where he can't really walk through the place without someone grabbing Kyle and saying, you got to be my partner, whether it's an open play or just <laughs> trying to trying to get on our court when he and I are duking it out in singles. Yeah, that is awesome. And leave it to the mom to be honest about the, the real skill level there. That's amazing right. to hear. And thank you for sharing that with us, too. Uh, Jennifer, what has your role been in Kyle's um, journey with pickleball? Do you play together? Are you a coach? What's your role? So a little bit of everything. And I think when Kyle reflected back upon his initial love of tennis and starting at 17 months, he was in the house with a ping pong paddle at 17 months in a diaper, having 10 minute ongoing rallies against the wall with a ping pong paddle. And that's how I knew that he had the, you know, the, the lovely athletic gene that exists in the family and crazy hand-eye coordination at that young age, being able to rally on a ping pong paddle that long. He would go out on the courts at the lovely, the Boca Raton in Boca Raton, Florida with the director of tennis, Eric Silver, who's just an incredible force in his life as well. And Eric said, let's just give him 10 minute lessons at a time. And he was in his diaper and a pair of jeans and 10 minutes wasn't enough. But we just, we didn't push, we didn't do anything, you know, like, oh, he's going to be the next. He was just going to enjoy himself. And then he also picked up baseball. I was his little league coach um, for many years. Um, And then transitioning to pickle, in addition to him working with Eric with tennis, I was also working with him as well. And then transitioning to pickle, it was just a natural fit because I've been so involved as an athlete myself but also involved in his sports. So we study it together. We duke it out in singles. We work on game strategy, shot placement, um, and the strategy, especially for a 14-year-old, is is something, it's a beautiful thing to watch with him because a 14-year-old can sometimes just desire to 
hit that ball as hard as they can. And he has moved away from that. And his dink game is phenomenal. His drop is phenomenal. And his ability to read and build a point is exquisite. So Kyle, how would you describe your game? Would you say you're more of a singles player, doubles player? Do you kind of change your strategies when you're playing singles versus doubles? Tell us a little bit about what's going through your head and how you view yourself as a player. Well, singles and doubles still different spots for me. With doubles, I'm able to strategize with my partner, talk with another person mid-game, ask them how I can improve my game at that moment. And singles, I'm with myself on the court, talking in my own head, strategizing with myself, and I, I own my side of the court. And I really love both games. They're really different, but I enjoy both. And I think that I keep my strategy in doubles and singles. I might change it a little bit, but I mainly stay on what my mom has told me. And that's brought me success. That's but the problem great. is sometimes he listens too well so that when we are then duking it out, he uses the things I've taught him against me. And, you know, I, I applaud most of the time. <laughs> there has been some muttering under the breath <laughs> when he listens too well. But and Kyle, if I can sort of interject and ask, tell them about your, your first tournament that you played in. So last March, I played in a singles tournament and I played 3-0. I didn't know what level I was. I played in the 19 to 34 age bracket and I was just out there. I didn't have a certain outcome I was looking for. And I ended up taking gold in that tournament. Congratulations, nice. 19 away. to 34 and you're yeah. 14 years old. That is incredible. And he was Thank 13 you. at that time. Oh my God. And probably only been playing for a month or so, right? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, so the talent you must have. I've watched your videos and, and you are a fantastic player. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to ask, what kind of training do you do to prepare yourself for a tournament like that? <laughs> I didn't really, Yeah. Yeah. None really. I didn't. Draw talent. <laughs> yeah. I didn't train differently for that tournament. I just played with my mom. I played doubles open play and I just listened to what my mom said and hoped that I would play the best that I could that day. And the, I think the thing that we both agreed upon is that if we developed some training regimen or um, preparation for the tournament that it could add a layer of pressure that I know I didn't want for him and I just wanted him to go out and he was playing with, you know, new people, singles. He had to own that court on his own and he was nervous. And I looked at him beforehand and said to him, I want you to look up the beautiful blue sky, the white puffy clouds. And there's sort of like this little idea that I, I put in his head and his twin sister Jordan's head that to be out there is a gift and that they're to give them some perspective that 
at that moment, there are children around the world suffering, whether from illness or hunger or whatever, and what they would give to have that opportunity at that moment. So to think of that, if he were to get down on himself or upset, that it's such a gift to be out there and that there was no outcome that he needed to end the day with. And whether that helped or not, of course, I hope it did. It allowed him to get through those seven, eight hours of matches and, and win the tournament. Yeah, I think that's a great message, Jennifer, because there's so many parents. Bridgie and I, you know, we both grew up in, in very competitive sports environments and our parents were very supportive. But you see so many other parents that are just pushing their kids so hard that you just see burnout, right? They're just going to they're not going to enjoy it anymore after a, a certain amount of time. And just having that good perspective on what this sport is doing for you and why you're out there and enjoying it. I think it's such an important message to all parents who have children that are, you know, getting into the game of pickleball and wanting to potentially go more competitively. So I'm sure that probably yeah, helps just, you a lot, Kyle, just understanding that perspective. Yeah, it helped me have a better perspective while I was out there. It helped me be happy on the court. Even if I missed a shot, I was able to keep a happy and good mindset. Yeah. And Kyle, do you remember that woman that was staying there? There was this, he, he developed a crowd and there was this one woman who looked at me and said, I was about to leave and go get drinks in town. I can't leave. Who is this kid? Who is this kid? So I said, that's my son. And she said, during the points, why am I more nervous than you? What, what's going on? <laughs> and it was just, it was pure joy as a mom to see that in someone who didn't know him. His composure was just unbelievable. And it was we we got back in the car. We were both shell shocked. Like what? You just won that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot going on on your plate. Um, I think we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back to hear more about what's in store for Kyle and his mom Jennifer. So stick with us and we'll be right back. This is Third Shot Podcast, and we are back from break. Thank you so much for listening along. And today we are joined by Jennifer and Kyle Kellman, a mother and son pickleballing duo. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. We love being here. It's so fun. So before the break, Bridgie kind of led into, like, what's next? Do you have anything planned? Are you just going to continue to train and do you have any tournaments that you're thinking about or are you just going to play casually? What's next for you? I'm going to continue what I'm doing now, playing singles with my mom, playing open play. I might join tournaments later in the year. We have no set plans for that, but I'm looking forward to whatever comes. Yeah. I think because it's so hot, there aren't a lot of tournaments over the summer in Florida, but it should be picking up somewhat in October. So I will be stalking those websites and finding <laughs> a few of them. And of course, we'll need to touch base with his school because especially if he wants to do singles in addition to doubles, the singles always falls on a Friday. So we will have to um, see how the school allows us to structure that. But love to be able to put him in 
a few again not with so much pressure but just really for the experience of it and obviously in a higher level than what he played in back in March and you know see how he does see how he feels in it and we just go from there we take it day by day again he doesn't have to be anything in this sport he just has to enjoy it and um, do what he desires each day so training tournaments open play friendships um, and time with his his mama <laughs> yeah and I, it's great that you bring that up too is friendships because as Kyle previously mentioned pickleball is a great community and you do meet a lot of wonderful people along the way so those relationships that you build are, are equally just as important to practice you know camaraderie and things like that that a lot of children sometimes miss out on if they're not involved in sports. And I think, you know, as a parent to watch him, especially because his level is, is, is so good right now that he's not really playing with kids his age. He's playing with adults. And as a mom to watch, you know, 30-something-year-olds, 50-something-year-olds, Kyle, you know, you got to come out there with me. And to see that camaraderie, it's, it's heart-melting to watch from afar. And when he goes in open play and he does his thing, it's just, it's beautiful. And to see him so humble and such a good sport, there's nothing better. And that community is beautiful. That has supported him too. I mean, the friendships, the cracks on the back, um, it's, it's incredible. Have the two of you played doubles together? You know, I know you've been talking singles, but do you, do you guys play doubles together? Yeah, so, well, we do that rec-wise, and we we did pretty well today. We didn't lose together today, did we, Kyle? No, we didn't. No. And we played in um, just a, a club that we belonged to. We played together, and we lost in the semis. And this was back in March also. This is when he was just really um, branching into it more. And we lost in the semis, and it was not his – do do it was mine <laughs> so at, the, at the end of the day i was exhausted i will proudly announce that i'm 57 years old he's 14 and i was winded and i doinked three in the net and i looked at him i'm like i am awful right now and he's like it's okay it's okay it's okay so i have to, i bear that responsibility for that loss but to even to have made it in the semis in that um with friends against other people that we've known for several months, it was it was wonderful. And we're, we're gonna do more. When we sign up for tournaments, obviously, we'll do some mixed stuff together, if you'll have me, Kyle. I will gladly have you as a <laughs> Well, then you two will definitely have to come back on and let us know how the duo is going and how many tournaments you've won, because I'm predicting a lot of wins between the two of you, for sure. Thank you. We, will, we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> so Go, oh, go ahead, Bridgie. Oh, yeah, sorry about interrupting. Um, Kyle, I was wondering, too, because you had played baseball before kind of transitioning into pickleball. Was there anything from baseball skill-wise that you were able to apply to playing pickleball? I think it was a lot of mental stuff that I was able to transfer to pickleball. I was able to transfer my knowledge of how to stay calm in pressure situations. And I think that's helped me a lot from baseball to carry that on to pickleball. But 
skill-wise, I think when you're swinging a bat, you need to be able to carry your weight forwards, same when you throw, and that's helped me hitting ground strokes. And what about that footwork that you had at second base, which is why you're so fast and cover me so beautifully <laughs> when I sometimes miss that shot and you're behind me and you still get it back over the net. Yes, footwork has helped me a lot from baseball. Well, I can totally relate because I used to play second base in baseball and the footwork definitely is something similar to, you know, turning double plays and getting your feet in the right spot and getting your body in the right spot. So it actually, you know, reminds me of when I used to play baseball and wiffle ball with my dad growing up. And it was one of those things that totally brought us closer together. Sports in general brought my dad and I a lot closer together. Do you find that pickleball has brought the two of you? It sounds like you're very close anyway, but do you find that pickleball has even closened the relationship even more between the two of you? Kyle, you answer that first. And then I, I really think that it has brought us closer together. We have a great time on the court together and we may bicker a few times on the court, but the majority of the time we always enjoy ourselves, always laugh on the court and just have a great time. And I'm glad that my mom is always out there with me having a good time. I'm extremely close with both Kyle and his twin Jordan. She's my softball player. She's uh, a pitcher. She mows everybody down when pitching. Um, I, you know, I became a parent to be involved and so while we were close beforehand, whether it was coaching his baseball or coaching Jordan softball and now pickleball, this has certainly enhanced that closeness, um, but it existed already. And this is just sort of icing on that beautiful closeness to begin with. But it's such a great question. And, and Kyle's right. There is that natural moment or two when we bicker um, where, you know, you can get frustrated with a partner. Um, you try to stay positive, but, you know, I'm also in that teaching mode uh, sometimes. So we, to balance that teaching mode to just playing mode or mom mode. And now I'm not mom, I'm the partner, you know, there's, there's a delicate dance that goes along with that, but it's, it's incredible. Um, it, the, the, the time together is, is superb. That's so wonderful. And I drag my mom out there too, to the courts. She's a listener. So shout out mom. Thanks for listening. Too. But pickleball, it really is such a great sport and environment um, to, you know, foster those types of relationships and make people closer. And that's why we do what we do and love what we love with pickleball. So, you know, cheers. And like we talked earlier about the friendships in the community, it's just it's unbelievable and the the genuine authenticity of people that play pickle and want the friendships um it's it's amazing and earlier we talked about you know being silly and all that kyle knows that when i get off the pickleball court after playing singles with him for three hours you can imagine at 57 what my hips and my heels and everything feels like <laughs> and he'll hear me coming down the steps or jordan will hear me Mom, are you coming? I'm like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. And it's just about, you know, 15 steps or so to get down. 
<laughs> well, I I uh, totally relate, Jennifer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, three hours on the court, I am feeling, and I'm not even playing singles most of the time. I'm playing doubles, and three hours is plenty. Uh, my body is uh, definitely telling me, yeah, you need to take a break, Uncle Greg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, you have a twin sister. We heard her name is Jordan. Um, you guys have started uh, a website together. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, so we created an organization called I'm Safe at our school. And our mission is to create, uh, is to be, to have a friendly face and give a caring way to children who may feel left out or disconnected from others. And we wear blue bracelets. Oh, nice. So other children are able to know, are able to know that we are safe and that we're able to walk them to their classes or sit with them at lunch if they're feeling left out. Wow, that's amazing. And such a great organization that you've put together. Um, So listeners, if you want to check it out, it's www.imsafe.space. And people can go on there and, and see what it's all about. Um, any plans for that organization moving forward to make it bigger or to grow it to um, a bigger community? We would love to expand it to other schools. We'll start working more on that when the school year starts. But we're just really excited for where I'm Safe will go. Well, good luck on that. We Thank are you. definitely behind you know what you stand for and what you're doing for the other students and just in general I think that you know pickleball has helped so many people with mental health in general and giving them a place to go a safe place to go like you said the community is so supportive and so friendly Uh, you know Jennifer you know I don't know if you want to talk about your professional background but you know how do you bring you know what you do for a living into you know, Kyle and, and Jordan and their upbringing and kind of what they are putting together with, um, you know, their business. Well, I'm laughing as you say that. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I have a private psychotherapy practice. And there are days I'm a, I'm a beast on the court. And someone will be like, you're a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, a crazy one at times and an intense one. Um, I am a very passionate individual. And whether it's with my clients, they know my passion. Whether it's with my children, they know my passion. I'm playing pickleball. I'm passionate. And so I bring that to most things that I do. And that intensity um, is within me. Hard to have that turn off. And I think that a few years ago, I tried to impress upon Jordan and Kyle that I want them to give as much of themselves to the world as possible because they're very gentle, loving, and kind children. And we were thinking about just some things to start. Um, And because of my profession, I sort of helped guide them. Um, You know, we know we live in a world where people, not just children, can feel left out. And how nice to know that there are other people that are out there for them. And when we were bringing it all together, I remember Kyle and Jordan were asking, well, how are the kids going to know? And that's where the idea of the bracelet came up. So if you're wearing your bracelet at school, 
It doesn't need to be this weird, awkward thing. Hi, can I sit with you? They know that the bracelet's on there and they can look across the room and see it and just pop at the table and say, can we sit together? So I just have always tried to give to others and also give that gift to Jordan and Kyle. I always felt that it's, it's our responsibility to do as much in the world as possible. So, but we can, as parents, we can, you know, open the road for them, but at the end of the day, they still need to be willing and do the work. And they've both, initially it was a little hard for them. They thought they'd be made fun of. So we worked through all that stuff. And I said, well, if you're being made fun of, you're, you're tapping into something that's really needed out there. And it just brings that point home even further. So we worked through those feelings and they just, they got up in front of their middle school uh, the first week of school last year and presented to probably over 300 students yeah. in their organization, which was terrifying. And we practiced at home and there were pauses and there were stutters and there was, as we joke, mealy mouth from nerves. And we practiced and they did it and they got it going and they wore their bracelets every day and they brought in other kids um, that, that they call to be a champion of kindness alongside them. So they've run with it. And let's hope that other schools this year are receptive to them coming in and presenting and having some students in that school lead it um, as part right. of their organization. Well, it's such a wonderful mission that that organization has created. And I hope nothing but the best that it comes to fruition at those other schools, because I'm sure it's just as necessary at campuses across the state. So thank you for doing the work that you do and also for contributing to the pickleball community in the ways that you do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Before we let you go, Kyle, I got to say that is a cool shirt you are wearing. Talk a little bit about what is on your shirt there. So I created a logo for my pickleball brand, and it is a photo of me playing pickleball. I added colors to it, colors that I like, and my mom put it on a shirt. I have myself here, a K on the sleeve, and then I have the full logo on the back. Yeah, with, with your last name on there. I love it. Yes. That yeah. is super cool. You so did a is great it, job. Yeah, is it associated um, with a website or an Instagram that people can follow along your journey? Yeah, my mom has started an Instagram page for me. Kyle Kelman Pickleball, and we're just there to post my journey through Pickleball. Wonderful. Well, I am a follower, and I hope others follow as well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you we so much. We always love your responses. Me. We always love your responses, Uncle Greg. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love whenever you got a video on there, a picture on there, I'm always following, and uh, yeah. Hopefully you don't get tired of my uh, comments. <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, thank you so much for both of you coming on with us today. Thank you so much for having us. I had a lot of fun today. So did I. Incredible. Really, really great. And we're so happy that you were receptive to this and 
hopefully it leads to other kids hearing this and seeing this and joining, starting their own jo journey, joining Kyle's journey, whatever it may be. Yes, thank you so much to the both of you. It was fantastic to hear your stories and your journey and best of luck as you move forward into it. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to break form here. I do have one last question that I just thought of. <laughs> Kyle, you know, for other, you know, people your age that are thinking about getting into pickleball, what would you like to tell them? Just have fun. Don't think of it as a job or that you have to be great. Just play as you want, have fun, and stay confident in yourself, and you will do great. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad we're finishing on that note. Uh, and all of you listening, thank you for joining us on Third Shot. Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. Special thanks to both Jennifer and Kyle Kelman for joining us today. Again, please check out Kyle's Pickleball Instagram page at Kyle Kelman Pickleball. And please support this show by subscribing, you know, on YouTube or Instagram or all the other platforms that are out there. We really appreciate it. And keep sharing your comments and your journey with us. We uh, want to just keep growing this pickleball community together. So thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Third Shot Podcast.